So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome to our last episode of the year. Hi, welcome to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. We are super excited to be here. Thank you all for being super patient with us over the past month. I think we've been awful about putting out episodes, but it's because we had a baby. We have our new baby here with us. So if you hear any squawking or heavy breathing, that is him. Yep, yep. Yeah. So we have little Shiloh Andrew Jordan here. He's baby number four, boy number three. And he's a cutie. He His is. cheeks are so chubby. Yep. Hiram, our oldest, he judges the lovability, not and just cuteness. the cuteness, but the lovability of a child <laughs> based off of their cheeks. So yeah. uh, as soon as we saw Shiloh, we knew that we were safe, at least with Hiram, because <laughs> he was going to love his cheeks. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to eat them. Yeah. So uh, if you happen to be joining us for the first time this last episode of the year, uh, here at Outpost of Heaven, the podcast, our goal is to try and discuss aspects of the gospel of Jesus Christ um, that can help spur conversations in your own life and between you and the Lord that will help you get closer to him. So we are not experts, we don't come with any authority, we just come with our own experience and we try and get others on to give their experience to give you guys some pointers or some, really not even pointers, but some, not start off points, what's the word I'm looking for? Jump off points, there we go. Jump off points to find your own answers in your own like personal walk with Christ. Emily's making faces at the baby. So. <laughs> I just love the newborn floppiness yeah. where they just look at you and their cheeks are like hanging. <laughs> yes. Sorry. So we, um, we are not going to be releasing any more episodes for this year. We have some uh, fun announcements about the podcast going forward at the end yes. of the year. We are going to continue with it. Continue with it. Don't worry. But uh, we're, changing we're making things. some changes. We'll talk about that at the end, I think. Okay. That's okay. good. So, today we had two topics we wanted to cover. Mm-hmm. We wanted to share Shiloh's birth story, and then we also are going to talk about Light the World for this year. Right. So, Light the World is a, like an Advent, or a service Advent calendar that kind of helps us focus our Christmas season on the Lord and on serving our brothers and sisters in Christ. So, b- yeah. before we're going to talk about that after, right? So, we're talking okay. about the birth story first? Sure, yeah. So, this is going to be mostly an Emily story, and I'll jump in as she dictates. So, Ooh, okay. with, without further ado, <laughs> here you go. I know okay. we've had lots of people ask us for the for the birth story, but there's a lot of details, and so we've told a lot of people, hey, we'll tell you the quick version here, but we will release like a full episode on the birth story if you want to go back and listen to all the, yeah. all the details. And we shared Ammon's birth story last year when we had him, so I thought it would be fun to do that this time, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this time was just so different, and our theme for the whole, our whole experience since having him, so he was born on the 20th of November, and our whole, like, what we keep saying, like, every day is, 
<laughs> How do you say like, you say it best? Like this is who I am now. This is who I am now. <laughs> um, or this is who we are now, depending on the situation. Yeah. This time was so different for lots of reasons, but I knew that. Well, I thought I knew. I quote quote unquote knew that I progress very slowly. That I get stuck at four centimeters. So I was like very committed to staying home as long as possible because I didn't want to be sent home because every time we have a baby I track the contractions too soon and so then I'm like getting my hopes up and then we go to the hospital because we think it's time and then it's not and then they send us home and I'm embarrassed and disappointed yeah so with our, all so, three of our previous yeah uh births this happened yeah, yeah. we had miscarriages right but all three of the like the births that went full term or the pregnancy that went full term mm-hmm. uh, we were se- we went to the hospital and sent home yeah so i was like nope we're not doing that again so i decided not to track the contractions at all until they were like painful like very painful um and at that point i didn't even need to track them but um let me back up a little bit because i think it's very inspired and heavenly father's hand was in all of all of this Um, so about a week before I had him, I just had this thought and looking back on it, I think like, oh, okay, maybe that was prompting. Um, in the moment I just thought it was just a thought and not necessarily like a a spiritual prompting, but, um, definitely his hand I'm going to say definite prompting. Definitely a prompting. We don't have to to, like be wishy-washy about it. You're right. You're right. So, um, I had this thought that I needed to ask around about having an unmedicated birth. Um, not like my doctors or anything, but like ask family and friends and like people on Instagram what what it was like for them to not have an epidural. And like, I just had a bunch of questions. And so um, I got a lot of answers and a lot of tips and a lot of like encouragement. And I, I was really planning on having an epidural because I, I always have. And I'm terrified of pain. So I was like, nope, I'm not giving birth without medicine. Um, but I'm also, I get very scared to get an epidural. I just, I, I panic and I, like, I shake and I hyperventilate. And it's just, like, very terrifying to me for some reason. And so I really was leaning towards an epidural. But I just felt like I needed to get some answers and, like, be open-minded. Um, and then and then contractions started, like, big, real contractions started Friday the 19th. And, I mean, it was kind of, like, on and off throughout the day. But they became more regular in the evening around, like, 6, 6 or 7. And, um... I kind of just labored through the night and it got really, really intense. And I planned on still going to yoga in the morning. Um, At eight? At eight in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, like, I just thought, like, this is going to be a slow process. I have plenty of time. We're fine. I'll make it. If <laughs> you've seen The Office, right. I'll get there when I get there. And if I, I don't, don't get there, 
What is, what is I don't remember how she finishes it. We'll have to go watch it again and then see I how she Then I don't get there or something. I don't know. But that's kind of just how I felt. I was just like, it's fine. We have time. We'll get there when we get there kind of thing. Um, so I woke up Saturday morning after kind of like laboring all through the night. Um, I didn't get much sleep at all. But I just thought, okay, this is a slow process. This is how it's going to be for a while. Anyways, I woke up Saturday morning. And put on my makeup, got ready, like, to go to yoga, and I was totally going to go. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe we should go to the hospital. <laughs> and so we – you just chime in with any details if you want. Yeah, okay. 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 So um, we start grabbing our things together to go to the hospital and said goodbye to the kids. And yeah. Andrew's brother was this here. It's at, like, 6.30. Yeah. They, they, or, like, <clears throat> 6.20. You woke me up. Yep. And so I started getting stuff ready, and we're not in a hurry. She's like, no, she said, yeah, oh, I'm going to like, go like, do my makeup and get ready. And I was like, in between contractions, I was totally fine. During a contraction, I it was very painful and very difficult. But I still was convinced, like, this is normal. I have plenty of time. <laughs> and so I just, like, pushed through it. Um, and then we got in the truck, and by the time we were in the truck, I it was really really intense yeah. like very intense and we were that's on the freeway. when you told me that you were going to do unmedicated yeah well like, like i think i, I think I do yeah i was like i hadn't even talked to andrew about it i really hadn't talked yeah. to you about it like and a little bit of backstory like i haven't had a strong opinion one way or the other whether she should be do medicated or unmedicated i think she's strong she could have done either one and either would have been equally valid and I just had this idea in my head that you were so like, like anti-natural, I guess, or anti, like unmedicated. Yeah, and I, I think part of that just be because I'm, I don't really like, like, hippie granola culture. Mm-hmm. Like in excess. Yeah. Which is funny because I know a lot of people, especially from here, think I'm like hippie granola, <laughs> which I think is hilarious because in my mind I'm not, but people yeah. think I am. Um, and I think maybe, I don't know, I, I feel like some people just kind of take it to excess and they're like, cr- not crazy about it, but they're almost like militant about their natural birth. Well, the thing is, okay, I'll just say it right now. It's kind of a spoiler alert, but... Like, once you do it, though, it's like, You're right. wow, like, I'm never going back. Yeah, I, I do. I, <laughs> like, it was I, amazing. I, will, I have changed my perspective yeah. on this, and we'll talk about that as we go on. Mm-hmm. But before, I was like, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I, I honestly thought that when you were talking about doing the natural birth, that a big portion of, and you, I thought this because you told me this overtly, like, a big portion of, a big reason you didn't want to have... Or you wanted you wanted to have natural birth is you didn't want the epidural. You're trying to I was avoid scared the of the epidural. It's like honey, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me that you're trying. You want to avoid like a single second of pain. Um, by having a ton of pain. <laughs> I was just so scared of the so, epidural. Like, like, I get so like that argument was a little silly to me. Yeah. I think it was just like a little like fearful. Like, yeah. That that I think that's a silly reason, but. Um, I was just this time considering it. It was more of a curiosity, like. I just want to know what that yeah. what that feels like and what what that's like to to just do it, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, we're in the truck, and I tell him like I think I think I'm gonna do it. And at this point, Andrew's like, "Okay, like 
totally supportive. And then he's like, but if you're going to do it, like, you should probably, like, just decide you're going to do it, not say you think you're going to do it. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to not have... Yeah, just because it's like if you tell yourself, hey, I'm... I, I'm, I'm going to have this easy way out in the back of my head, like this option, then when it gets difficult, you're more likely to choose that easy option. Yeah. But right. then I also told him after that, I was like, okay, but if it gets to a point where I'm like, nope, give me the drugs, like I'm getting it. Like I'm getting the epidural. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, that's totally fine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted like for you. I wanted for me you, to commit and to yeah, like make a choice. Commitment. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that if I didn't want you to go through this and feel like regret that you didn't follow through. Yeah. I totally understand. So we're driving down the road. Okay. So we're driving down the road and then we're like, oh, we didn't have breakfast. Maybe we should stop for breakfast. And usually Emily's like keyed me in hours before so i'm like super aware of her yeah. her contractions and the pain level and whatnot. well this time i was just like i'm not tracking until it's for real and it, it just right. even though for <sighs> days leading up i had been texting her contractions like i've been contracting or contracting is what i usually say contracting yeah um like for days leading up and she, she's like oh yeah but nothing serious nothing regular nothing painful mm-hmm. and so i'm thinking okay this isn't like that intense yet <laughs> and so i said are you hungry we didn't get breakfast and she said, let's go, let's just pull off and get some, some let's get. stop at Chick-fil-A. So we're passing the exit. We're like about to get off on the exit and I have this huge No, we're on the exit. Oh yeah. Cause we got off Yeah, and then got back on. Yeah. And I had this huge contraction that felt like I was going to poop a boulder is how I explained it with when I was pregnant with Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> and I like grabbed the, the handle, the oh crap you know? handle. The oh crap handle, is that what it's called? That's what we call it growing up. <laughs> the handle by the door of the car, you know, like at the top. Anyways, I grabbed it and I pulled myself up off the seat and I was like, like, no, we're not stopping. <laughs> like, go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and our friend who is a nurse in the, the labor and delivery unit, uh, we texted her at like, what, like 7, Yeah, like as we were leaving. Or before we left My mom called her, actually. Because uh, yeah. she was not planning on coming in. So we are driving, and our hospital is like 40 minutes away from where we live. And so we pull up to the hospital, and we get checked in at like 8. We get into triage, and like it's like 8.25. Yeah. And he took a picture of me at 8.25 before they checked me. Like, checked dilation. Yeah. And so it's like 825, they check dilation. Hold up, back up. At okay. the front desk, though, they were taking their sweet time. Oh, they were taking their sweet time. Because yeah. I didn't bring my wallet. I forgot my wallet. So they were like, oh, like you don't have your ID. Or like, oh, you don't have your insurance card. All this stuff is in the, the computer system anyways. Right. And so they're like going back and forth. And I said, I, I looked at him like, hey, can we get a wheelchair or something? Like she's in labor <laughs> right now. And you're making me stand at the window. And one of the ladies is like, um, are you in pain? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm in pain. <laughs> and, um, and then they realize, and then they're like, okay, um, you can go. <laughs> so they like took me back to triage. And then I signed and, some papers. Yeah. And, Anyway. So eight twenty five. I took a picture, or I sent the picture to our like our our family text. Yeah, our family text at eight twenty seven. Our baby watch text, and then they check you. They check me, and they're like, I ex- did not expect to be maybe like not more than six centimeters. Mm-hmm. 
And they check me, and the nurse, I didn't understand even what she said at first, because I was, like, not expecting it. But she was like, oh, there's his head. I'm like, oh, there's no cervix. Like, and I was just like, what? What's going on? What's going on? And so she was like, um, can, can you walk? Are you okay? Can you walk to the delivery room? I was like, we're having this baby right now. It was crazy. Um... Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, the lady was, the, the nurse was asking, so are you doing medicated? You want to do unmedicated? You said unmedicated. She said, okay, have you talked? Have you, like, like are you planned it out? <laughs> like, are you planning out, like, your birthing, your laboring tips, your laboring strategy? I was like, well, I've kind of, like, looked at breathing patterns and stuff, and, like, and, like, I know what feels better right now. Like, it feels better to walk around. It feels better to not be laying down and, or sitting. And she's like, okay, okay, so you, like... You seem like you know a little bit about yeah, what you're going to do. Do you want anything? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want a bath. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I get to the room, and they start the bath right away. And um, and I didn't really know like how far away from pushing I was going to be. I, I kind of expected it to take a lot longer. Um, so I was planning on, or thinking, I guess, that I was going to labor in the tub for a while and then like switch positions and do something else and do something else. Yeah. But I got in the tub, and... I had, like, two contractions in there, and then two, like, pushing contractions. Like, two contractions. Yeah, it was, like, uh, it was so fast. It was so fast. Like, yeah, we sent that text at 825, and he was in my arms at 843. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fast. I sent 827, but, yeah, it's 827, 843. Crazy. It was so fast because she was planning on just laboring in in the tub. And then, and then I, I just was like, nope, he's coming right now. I'm going to push him out. And I had a water birth, and I didn't even think I would ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if, anybody, if anybody listening has ever done that, I'm sorry if I offend you by saying this, but I always thought that it was, like, disgusting and, like, super hippie and super gross and, like, ew, like, bodily fluids everywhere. But honestly, I, I mean, we want more kids, and that's the way I'm going. It was amazing. It sounds disgusting, but it was amazing. Right, so just once and you, it like, felt so, like, it felt... Yeah, it was so funny. That she didn't even... Like, it came so fast that they didn't didn't even have time to fill up the bathtub. Yeah, it wasn't even full all the way. But, yeah. It was just... I felt like... Of course it hurt. It's childbirth. Like, yes, it hurt. And I screamed louder than I ever thought I could ever scream. And I was... It was very, like, scary in that way. I was like, whoa, is this my... Is this my voice? What is that from? Is that my <laughs> Emperor's voice? New Groove. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking, like, whoa, like, I am making that sound. It was crazy. Um, but it just felt so empowering. And that sounds very cliche, but it felt like... I felt like I knew what I was doing, even though I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea, like, what really the plan was. Like, okay, I'm going to step in. I think you're not okay. doing, you're not, like. I'm not giving this You're enough. not uh, playing yourself up enough. I'm not a good storyteller. You know, okay? So we walk in, and she's in her little, like, hospital gown, and um, she, like, takes control as soon as, as soon as she gets in the room. She's like, all right, take the gown off. So she, she like, asked me and the nurse to help her take the gown off. And so she gets in the tub, and then she asked me to get her 
uh, a like, sports bra. I needed and a then, hair tie. Like, and, a, and a hair tie. And so she's sitting there contracting and like putting her hair up in her, like with her scrunchy thing. And then like reminding me to um, like do a couple things, get some things ready. Cause we ended up like recording. Oh yeah. Cause we brought the, I mean my phone and then like a, yeah. a gooseneck thing that we could yeah. record it. So it's not graphic or anything, but you can like, so you can just see Emily's face. And like see her when she pulled the baby up, and so she's like in control and like just completely took over. And she and was. It's not like my mind knew. It was just like I felt like my body knew what to do. Not just pushing, but like my body knew what I was doing for some yeah. reason. I was it like, was, okay, this is what I need. This is it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, especially when she started screaming. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is crazy. Because uh, it was a very different scream than the medicated scream. But it was like the sexiest thing I've seen in my whole life. Oh my gosh, it was say like, that on the podcast. I can't. I saw her and I was like, this is woman. This, this is, is my warrior wife. She was awesome. And and like sometimes when I hear like, like people talk about like warrior woman or like power woman, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like you're just saying this to kind of like, like pat yourselves on the back or cheer yourselves up. Like, like, and it's like, it's done in excess and a little ridiculous. Like, no, like in my head, I thought I saw you going through this and like laboring. And like, the only thing that could describe you was not even warrior woman, just woman. Like, you are <laughs> woman. And I like that word had never been like so powerful in my mind. Oh, that's so cool. And I was so in love with you always, but like especially in the moment I'm like like wow. Like this is my wife, she is woman and she is attractive. Thank you. <laughs> it was it was really cool. Um yeah. and like oh. just to like see how much you like you just fell into a groove and into a rhythm. And it was interesting. Do you wanna talk about the difference between Ammons versus uh, versus Shiloh's? Yeah, I mean, so with Ammon, we had an epidural, and we, um, it was, it was just interesting, because, like, Andrew was right by my face, and he was just kind of talking in my ear while I was, um, like, pushing and stuff, and he, he was talking to me about how Ammon was, like, in the spirit world, and he's, like, saying goodbye to his friends and his family, and he's saying goodbye to Jesus, and, if you've ever seen Saturday's Warriors, I kind of imagine like that, how they're like walking down this hallway, like the spirit is walking down this hallway into like birth, basically, and like to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, the spiritual so birth it was, canal. Yeah. It was just like very spiritual experience in that way. And I was kind of expecting and hoping for the same thing this time around, but it was so different in like a different spiritual way. Yeah. And I, I loved it. And, and I didn't have like time to think spiritually yeah (laughs) well and so backing up you know just again looking at how the lord moves long before you're ready for the lesson he's trying to teach you or the blessing he's trying to give you for about a year a year and a half emily and i have been talking about this idea like this kind of next level rooted uh, yeah we've been talking about being rooted for years probably since I don't know if we haven't talked about if this is. I think it's been on the podcast since yeah. it started, I mean, and even before then, it. I think we've it's been a part of our marriage for years. Yeah. Right, maybe three or four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Right. I don't know if you've been married for a super long time, like three or four years. It doesn't sound like a long time, but we've been married for six and a half years. So something can be part of our marriage for four years. Like that's a big portion of it. And uh, this next level that we were talking about was this idea of uh, kind of being connected and being rooted to like our physical reality. Um, and we hadn't figured out a word for this level of being rooted or this aspect of being rooted, but it's been something that we've been talking about for about a year and the past couple of months, we've had a lot of discussions about it and we, we, I, don't know how much, I don't know how much we want to go into it, but a, a lot of it was, or a lot of this idea is based on overcoming the fixation of our current society to separate us from the reality of our physical existence. So, so much about our society right now is designed to make things easier for us. And because of that, I feel like we can be easily disconnected. Mm-hmm. So, like... Examples include like the way we make our food, like we don't, like we might shy away from killing things, and yet, how many of us eat meat with almost every meal or at least once a day, right? It's like we don't want to kill things, but we are fine with other people killing things. We don't shy away from eating ham, mm-hmm. at all, or we uh, we're kind of squeamish about giving birth or death or uh, I. The list goes on and on, but all of these things that kind of connect us to the physical world, um, where we try so hard to mitigate risk and and make it so we're not uncomfortable. And we've been talking about how we want to intentionally kind of overcome that and put ourselves in situations where we are not separated from our physical reality. And I feel like for me, at least, when we went through this, this birth, it was, I felt like super connected to our physical reality and to like, absolutely. When I was watching him like this, she is again, I kept the only words I could use to describe what I was seeing from my perspective, like these big lofty ideas. Like she has joined the, like the generations upon generations of women who from time immemorial have given birth and felt like the pain of birth and reached down and grabbed their child and, and like brought them to this world. And like, yeah. and like being super connected to that and like feeling the pain of it, uh, for some reason was really, really rooted. And the word we decided to use was earthy. Earthy. Yeah. It was super earthy. Yeah. And I, I mean, I mentioned that it was so fast that I didn't have really, like, the chance to think spiritually about any of it, but, like, during the moment. But since then, I've thought a lot about kind of what Andrew just said and um, just being able to, like, feel what our ancestors felt um, giving birth or feel. I mean, it's the Christmas season and to be able to feel maybe a little bit of what Mary went through. Um, you know, it's it's scary, and she didn't know what to expect. And I remember as I was, like, between contractions, I was like, 
I'm scared. Like, I'm scared of what this is going to feel like. Um, and I just, like, I know that that our ancestors probably felt the same way. Like, they were, I don't know, scared and didn't know what to expect. And I just feel like I'm able to connect better with, like, them and with the earth and with, like, the the billions and billions of women who have like done this and I feel like I just like have another added experience to my experience bucket of life yeah well I think just the uh, for me I felt like this was um like during this this laboring or this birth this birthing like during this birthing for me was the first time where we've been in in like the delivery room and I didn't feel like squeamish at all about like about the whole process and about giving birth. Mm-hmm. Um, like it felt totally natural mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool for me because <clears throat> going back to this idea of being earthy, I think we feel like so separated from it um, just by the way we do birth uh, and do pregnancy uh, like it's it's separated from like the physical reality and it's only focused on the emotional reality and this time like because it was unmedicated because of how it all happened like it just felt so normal and I didn't mm-hmm. feel like we were trying to mitigate some some aspect of it and trying to hide it and trying to like separate separate ourselves from it yeah um I also just really loved that I got into the room and no one told me what to do. Like, there was no, like, okay, lay down here or put your legs up here or um, do this or don't do this. And, like, they just got me in the tub and everyone, like, the nurses and stuff just, like, sat on the edge and cheered me on. And Andrew cheered me on and, like, everyone just watched and it sounds weird but like it was awesome it was just like the control and the power that like me and my body had yeah and i know like we are so enthusiastic right now about how everything went and about the unmedicatedness of it um but we are i mean in no way saying that it's like that we're looking down upon anyone that chooses to have a medicated birth or to have an epidural or anything like that. I mean, we had we had Ruth and Ammon with an epidural and I mean Hiram was a C-section and didn't it was different. But um yeah, so I just I just want to make that clear cuz I don't want anyone to feel like we are like putting down people that choose to have a, an epidural still. That's definitely not it. We just got so excited about what happened and so I, I was in love with the experience, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that having Ammon and Shiloh so close together provided like a really cool juxtaposition. Because I feel like, like you said earlier, Ammon's was more overtly spiritual, and Shiloh's was more overtly like earthy. Mm-hmm. And I, th- there's an ancient symbol of the Savior that I really love that kind of captures this. Uh, so the symbol for the earth, or a symbol for the earth, is a square, right? So you, you, in the scriptures, you frequently read uh, 
the winds were gathered or the people were gathered from the four corners of the earth. And so a square was used to represent the earth, or like the physical reality. And then a circle, which was very, very different from the earth, or very, very different from a square, represented spirituality in the spiritual realm. And, and those two things were, were very, very separate. But Christ was the combination of these two aspects of existence, of the spiritual and the physical. He was the Son of God, and so he was completely human and completely divine. And so the, the circle inside the square uh, captures the this idea of being very, of like completely physical and completely spiritual. And I think this experience, as far as like the birthing experience goes, kind of gave us our, our square. Whereas Ammon's and Ruth's and really gave us like the, the circle. Mm-hmm. And so get, having both of those together is super powerful. It's actually kind of a common theme across, uh, across civilizations. So in... Latin, no, I guess not Latin American culture, but Native American culture, um, the Mayans specifically had this uh, idea of Quetzalcoatl. Is it Quetzalcoatl? Yeah, Quetzalcoatl, which was the idea of the feathered serpent. And so this, the serpent being a beast of the ground and the, a bird being a beast of the sky and then having something that is combined in both that captures the physical reality of the earth and the spiritual reality of, of, of the sky uh, and so the circle and circle and square Quetzalcoatl or whatever image you have this idea is still there of the divine and the earthy being together in one because that's when you get the full spectrum of reality and mm-hmm. so I think this helped me and helped us in our personal development as far like along those lines yeah yeah for sure and now we have shiloh and it was just like the coolest experience to um to have him just like pop up in the water and all the nurses are like catch your baby and i scooped him up with my arm and there he was (laughs) (laughs) it was just like so amazing um, and he's such a sweet little boy, and he's got tons of hair and big fat cheeks. Yeah. We love him. He's pretty great. And the kids yeah. love him. And the kids love him. I felt so bad. I still feel bad because they want to love on him so much, but they all have colds. And so it's like, don't touch them, Haley. Yep, tranquilo distance. Yeah. But speaking of, of focusing on Christ and on babies mm-hmm. and on trying to love up on, on our kids, it is almost christmas yeah and so this is our december episode so we are going to talk about a little bit about christmas Uh, as you all know we set up christmas decorations uh the first of november so we have we've been in we are already halfway through the christmas season for (laughs) us (laughs) yeah yeah and we love it i love the coziness of christmas decorations it's perfect um but we want to touch on light the world yeah. Because it's important and it helps us when we follow this Advent calendar to keep Christ in Christmas and to make sure that we're um, serving others and doing something outside of ourselves every day. Yeah. So, Light the World is, and this year it's Light the World with Love, is an initiative by 
our church, by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but it's not really like Latter-day Saints specific. It's it's really designed to be uh, used by everybody, like everybody who follows Christ. And even if you don't follow Christ, it's still applicable. But all followers of Christ are invited to join, and there is, the church puts out an Advent calendar, uh, obviously leading up to to Christmas, uh, and each day there is a service prompt, or a reflection prompt, or a study prompt, or just little things to kind of help you focus more on the Savior through the Christmas season. So, for example, today, or I guess the day that this is going to be released, Thursday the 2nd, um, the title is Wise Man's Gift. And the prompt is, What wise man or woman has blessed your life? Share your love and appreciation. So there's little things like that. There's some things that say, hey, reach out to a loved one, um, bring treats to somebody, or uh, another one random. Let's see. Dedicate the star on your tree to someone who was a light in your life this year. Take a picture and post on social media along with a message about how that person has influenced you. So there are certain things like that, and there are lots of like other ideas that they can that you can replace um, replace these with on the website. And so we'll we'll obviously uh, put the link to that to this in the show notes, so you can go do this with your family. And one really cool thing that they've done this year that they haven't done before is they have a children's version of Light the World. And so we downloaded that, and and the prompts are all very very similar, but they're kind of like kidified, uh-huh. um, and they're much easier for the kids to grasp. And and it's uh, so like today's was, or I guess Tuesday. Wait, yeah, no, Tuesday's was to share something, right? Or to like share a treat. Yeah, like a, a gift or a treat to someone else. Yeah. So we actually did Tuesday's today. Today, which is Wednesday and yesterday. Um, we oh yeah we did huh. Mm-hmm. Hiram said he wanted to give some fudge that we made to one of his friends and uh, one of his friends' family whom we have haven't met actually. So uh, Emily was able to go down and give some fudge to Hiram's friends. Yeah, and it was just cute that he like we didn't prompt him to do that. He was just like let's let's go give my friend a plate of fudge. Like okay. Yeah, and we had done yeah. a family home evening on Monday, kind of explaining light the world to the kids and we printed off the um the calendar and we put it on the side of the fridge and and so in the mornings they said that they were going to come wake us up and like check the the calendar so i think we'll probably have to remind them for, for a couple of days but hopefully they'll, yeah. they'll catch on i think they will yeah um and then we'll try and figure out how to do that that prompt for the day yeah it's it's a fun way to get the family involved in Making sure that Christ is in Christmas. So yeah, it's a. I love it. I love to do yeah. like the world. And, and I think it's it is super hard to to just stop and step back and focus on Christ because I think it's really easy to say, "Oh, Christmas is too materialistic and the world's awful and we need to be like our ancestors and and it's just kind of talk a good talk, but to really actually focus on the Savior. Uh, it's it's more difficult than we make it out to be. Like being focused on the savior doesn't just mean complaining about the materialism around us. 
right? Like you actually have to do something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think this is just a really easy way to invite our families and invite others around us to, uh, to participate. It's like one thing we did was when we gave out the, our baked goods, because we do a baked good each each Sunday. We try and give it out to somebody. Uh, we've been giving out copies of the of the calendar, of the Light the World calendar, mm-hmm. and inviting our neighbors to, to do it with to us. To do it, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. I can't take full credit for it. Amy, our friend Amy Bascom. I don't say her name. <laughs> well, you just did. No, it's I can cut out the... It's fine. Yeah. Shout out to Amy Bascom. Shout out to Amy Bascom. <laughs> uh, she gave us the idea, uh, and so we are shamelessly copying it but i got her permission so we're good so yeah it's been fun and i'm excited to keep doing it this year i just i love these service opportunities especially the things that are a little bit out of our comfort zone i know it's like uncomfortable in the moment but i just i find it so much easier to focus on the savior um, and focus on on christmas especially here where it's not cold for some reason like it's hard to feel like it's christmas when it's not cold Mm-hmm. Uh, like taking extra steps to focus on the Savior are really, really important and really meaningful. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay, so let's explain real quick a little bit of housekeeping about um, what yes our kind of potential plan is. So... Because we haven't even really planned it. Right. But we are all about being rooted and being earthy. And that means just kind of adjusting to where we're at in life and not trying to force ourselves to be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and, and the adjustment to four kids after a week ow. and a half has already been... Time-consuming. Time-consuming. <laughs> and, yes, of course... We, bless you. Of course we love him to pieces, but it is challenging. Yes. Um, and so we had already decided that for 2021, we were going to do something different where we were going to take two months off. So we took off, what, June? June, and we're and doing December. And we're taking off December. But starting in 2022, we are going to change how we do things. Part in part response, or in part it's in response to our our family situation. We're incredibly busy, and this is very time-consuming to put out this much content so uh, we are uh, going to do a couple things first we have a few episodes that we've already had recorded or we're planning on recording the next um the next couple weeks that we want to release uh, as they are and so we will have some new year's goodie bags for uh for our listeners and we'll be releasing those episodes and they're really good yeah I'm super excited about yeah. releasing those. So we'll release those. Um, but after that, we are switching to a new format. So we haven't ironed out all the wrinkles, but it gets at another concern we've had where we've been really concerned about our, not really concerned, but we've been frustrated by the fact that we haven't been able to dive in as deep on the, all the topics that we cover. We cover a wide variety of topics and I feel like we get an hour-long conversation, and every conversation kind of feels a little rushed or feels like we're not really diving in that deep to the topic, uh, or we're only able to focus on one specific aspect of the topic. So what we are going to do is we are going to start releasing mini-series. 
still it's still gonna be under this podcast i think it's still gonna be here still we're not going to create a new no yeah. podcast under because you can do a bunch of different things well, maybe just start making seasons or something yeah so we haven't figured out exactly how it's, that's going to look but we are going to do we're so we're going to start creating like six to ten episode mini series that will they will all come out all the episodes will come out at the same time so we're not going to be doing like a weekly thing it's just like a oh we finished this series we're going to put it all out there and you can listen however you like right um and so we are going to and it's going to be focused on one topic and then each episode we'll try and get a guest on or we might just do an episode with the two of us depending on on the topic but we're going to try and get a guest on and focus on a different aspect or facet of that topic and so whether that's teaching teens or sexuality or pornography or uh, keeping the faith or any of those things it will have several episodes from different different perspectives with different quote-unquote experts on the topic um, to kind of help us uh, provide a good resource for people to turn to uh, we're going to try and still keep our same tone and everything. It's still going to be relaxed, very conversational. But we want to say, hey, you're cons- you're concerned about this? Like this is something you want to learn more about or you're interested in? Here's eight episodes with you know six or seven different people from different perspectives and different backgrounds to to provide us some some interesting tidbits or jump off points or or bits of advice. And it also gives us a little more flexibility because we're not going to be held to a weekly schedule. And so if we have extra energy or extra time during that season, we might you know, be able to record a bunch of these and kind of put it out in a month or two. Or if our kids are in an especially difficult season, we can, or time-consuming season, uh, we'll be able to say, okay, well, we might put out one or two series a year. Um, so it's going to be different, and we ask your patience as we go throughout this. Uh, please feel free to send us any requests for topics, uh, or yeah, for mini series topics or guests you'd like us to have on. Uh, it's going to be, I'm imagining the first couple series are going to be interesting, or they're hopefully going to be all going to be interesting. <laughs> but it's going to be a trial and error process, just like the beginning of this podcast was. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be able to help us provide new phase. better content. And it's going to help us be more rooted with our family. Absolutely. So, Anything else? Thank you like guys so much for sticking with us and for listening to our, the birth story. And I hope you really enjoy doing Like the World. So go ahead and get that calendar so you can do it with us. Yeah, remember, the reason that we are doing what we're doing... Not just on the podcast, but in our family and at work and in our church... And in our our lives in general is we're trying to help people come closer to Christ. And we invite you to do the same in your own personal, family, professional, church, all the lives, all of the aspects of your lives. Please help people come closer to Christ. And it's going to make us, it, it makes everything worth it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And you can follow up with us on Instagram at Outpost of Heaven and keep in contact with us through that. And we'd love to make new friends. So. All right. 
And also, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> We love that. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep the faith. Okay, bye.